There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN, the sports betting network. You are looking live at the Circa Casino Odds Board. It is Sunday, divisional weekend in the National Football League. That means that two games remain, and they are both outstanding betting attractions. The Cincinnati Bengals are in Buffalo to play the Bills about three weeks ago, of course. They were playing a game in Cincinnati, interrupted uh, when a young man went down with a heart problem. Fortunately, Mr. Hamlin is alive, and he has been with the Bills all this week via Skype. And we wish him nothing but the best. That game was postponed. But now they come together to again in Buffalo. No win today. There could be some light snow later in this game. And then the second game, one of the greatest rivalries in the history of the National Football League. The Dallas Cowboys are in Santa Clara to play the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to start out with a personal note. I like to go to... ESPN, obviously. I also go to CBSSports.com. And it was a young writer by the name of John Breach. And I've been enjoying his handicapping because he picks with a sense of humor. And then one day he writes that his father was a field goal kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals, Jim Breach. Ladies and gentlemen, I go back to those two Super Bowls with Jim Breach. The first one in Pontiac, Michigan which Joe Montana and the 49ers pulled out, and then the dramatic one down in Miami when Jim Breach puts the Bengals ahead with about three minutes remaining, as I remember, and then Montana comes back down, and I'm on the side. I'm working radio. I wasn't doing the NFL today on that one. I was about 10 yards away from that winning touchdown pass to Taylor, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I have got to meet John Breach. John Welcome in, my friend. Uh, You do a heck of a job. Uh, You even had the point spread absolutely accurate yesterday in that Kansas City win over the Jags with the Jags getting the win on the points. How are you, my friend? Uh, Brent, I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. I'm not surprised you open up here uh, showing off your encyclopedia knowledge of football. Most people don't remember the Bengals Super Bowls, but here you are. Uh, You remember those first two vividly, it sounds like. Uh, John, I certainly do. Certainly the first one. There were so many sidebars uh, to that game in Pontiac, Michigan. Okay, One included George Bush 
deciding to come to the game. I believe he was a vice president at the time, and traffic was tied up, and Coach Bill Walsh had to get off the bus, the coach of the 49ers, and walk to the stadium. I mean, well, there were so many anecdotes uh, coming out of that game, and, uh, and obviously uh, your father, I, I look back today, I think he still holds a scoring record, doesn't he, for the Bengals? He was with them for about 12 years. Yeah, all-time leading scorer, so scored the most points in Bengals history and had most of their postseason scoring records, but I think Evan McPherson might have broken all of those last season. <laughs> well, now the Bengals, without your father, obviously, are in, are in Buffalo, and, and it's interesting uh, because most of us think that without three starting offensive linemen, and remember now, during the season, this was one of a couple of teams, I think you pointed out, John, that kept that offensive line intact. Can the Bengals replace three offensive linemen, including both tackles today, and stay in the thick of it against the Buffalo Bills? Well, I would say if Von Miller was out there and he was still healthy, I would unequivocally say no. Joe Burrow's going to get sacked 10 times. The Bengals are going to struggle. But it's not like the Bills have a great pass rush. You look at their... Uh, of the guys that are healthy on that defensive line, Gregory Rousseau, I think, led the team in sacks with eight and a half. But four and a half of those came while Von Miller was still on the field when Von's eating up, getting double teamed, and Rousseau's going in there and, and piling up some numbers. So if you take Gregory Rousseau out, there's not another guy on that defensive front that has more than four sacks. So I, the Bills' pass rush might not be able to take advantage of the Bengals' offensive line. The other thing I'll say is that, look, uh, you know, the two of those three guys that are out, Alex Kappa and Leal Collins, they weren't on the team last season. Joe Burrow played behind a horrible offensive line last year, somehow still got that team to the Super Bowl. And I think today's version of the offensive line will be better than what the Bengals had last season. So I think Burrow's at least mentally prepared for what he's going to face today. Uh, John, stick right with us because they're going to bring in DraftKings bookmaker Johnny Avello. And uh, Johnny, I know from the original number, money moved in favor of the Bills. What's DraftKings seeing right now with the Bills hosting the Bengals? Number four, that's up to five and a half. But that four was put up a week ago. And since we've been at five and a half, there's been a ton of Bengal money, especially the money line. The money line bets on the Bengals today are more than any team so far. Uh, at, you know, out of these four games in the playoffs. So they really like them a lot here. They like the total over a lot, even though that dropped from the opener. Um, you know, the day game day is when uh, the majority of the money comes in, and it's pouring in today. How do you read that, uh, Johnny? Now, obviously, historically, on Divisional Weekend, at least one road team breaks through. Last year was the exception when three of them, I think, broke through. But uh, how do you read that, Johnny? Why is the money coming in? Fast and furious on the Bengals. Well, the Bengals are a really solid team. You know, you look at this Bengal team in the last, you know, couple of years. They've had five postseason games. They've take. There've been a takeaway machine in those games. Uh, you know, and the Bills have been turning the ball over. That's one reason. And then when you look at last week's game, the Dolphins' defensive line. Let's talk about the, the reverse of what you guys were just talking about. The Dolphins' defensive line put a lot of pressure on them on Allen, and, uh, you know, can the Bengals do that, too? I just think that the uh, the Bengals have been a popular team now for a couple of years. They keep the games tight, and when, when a team keeps the game tight, uh, you know, you're going to take a shot with them on the money line to win the game straight up. Yeah, and uh, John Breach pointed out uh, that in the fourth quarter, there's no comparison between these two. Uh, Josh Allen completes 58%, 900 yards, six TDs, but four picks. Joe Burrow, 70%. Over 1,000 yards, 11 and 2. Uh, John, I know you're the leading homer at uh, CBS Sports for the Bengals, but, uh, but you have them winning by a field goal in this game. So I want to take us to the second game because this is a big one. Huge rivalry. Dallas Cowboys, short week. Uh, you actually lean toward the Cowboys going on the road against Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Tell us why, John. I think my biggest reason is Brock Purdy. Look, he has looked absolutely phenomenal in the six games he's played. Obviously, the 49ers are 6-0 and in those games. But when you think about the fact that there have only been four rookie quarterbacks ever to make it to a conference title game, and that's because 
you you are facing a level of competition that you're not used to facing. I mean, we saw Brock Purdy in the wild card round. The first half, he was horrible. And then the second half, he came out and lit the Seahawks up. Uh, but I'm just not completely sold on Purdy only because he hasn't really played a great team. You look at the six teams he's beaten. Uh, the Seahawks had one of the worst defenses in the NFL. The Buccaneers were flailing at the end of the season. Uh, you know, that crazy 37-34 game against the Raiders. That uh, He looks really good there. Uh, obviously led him to the win. Uh, and then the, the game against the Cardinals. So they have not played a team that is good on both offense and defense. That is the Cowboys. And so, you know, if this 49ers get punched in the face, and they're down 10 nothing, 14 nothing. Is Brock Purdy going to be able to engineer a comeback? I'm not sure. I'm, I just think I'm not ready to trust a rookie quarterback to win a game of this magnitude. John, stick right with us because we're going back to uh, Velo. And Johnny, uh, what's the money? What is the money showing on the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Dallas Cowboys? This game has been bet kind of strangely. And, uh, and the reason I say that is because it's not all one-sided on different types of bets. The 49ers at minus three and a half is being that's being laid, and so we're heavy on that side. But we're heavy on the on Dallas uh, to win the game straight up. So I think they're just taking a shot with Dallas here to win this one straight up. Kind of thinking away Johnson again there, and uh, you know the 49ers. When the, you'll ask me why are they doing that? Well, the 49ers did play the weakest schedule in the NFL this year. Um, now. That doesn't mean that, you know, it's not their fault. That's the way the schedule was made up. That's the way the teams end up shaking out. But, you know, they're number one defense, maybe against weaker teams. And, and I agree with, and with Brock Purdy. He has not been tested, really, uh, in a come-from-behind mode. I think all those points are why the players are looking at Dallas straight up here. Uh, Johnny, I can tell you that Jim Breach, John's father, never missed an extra point in the playoffs for the Bengals. And that leads me to the Cowboys kicker. Uh, John, uh, kickers get the yips sometimes. Can Brett Maher overcome that in one week's time after missing four extra points Monday night? You know, I was texting with my dad Sunday night. This No kicker likes watching another kicker melt down on television. You feel it because you've been in that situation. And, you know, the one thing I will say about Brett Maher, there is not a grand comparison to be made here because this this was NFL. This was historical in nature to see someone miss four extra points. But the last time a kicker missed multiple extra points in a playoff game, Steve Christie, Buffalo Bills, 1993, he rebounded the next week, went three for three on field goals, three for three on extra points. It was like nothing had happened. Uh, but I will say this is the absolute kicking mismatch because you have Robbie Gold, who has never missed a field goal in his kicking career in the postseason. NFL record 25 straight against, obviously, Maher, who missed four straight. So uh, I do think he's going to be able to recover. But, I mean, everyone should be glued to their TV for that first kick because if that misses, then the wheels might fall off the wagon. We might see another meltdown. Final question for you, John. Did your father try to make you a kicker, too, when you were a young man? Uh, he absolutely did. It didn't work out. I had a brother who was a Division II All-American. I missed the kicking wagon. I did punt at a D3 school, but place kicking, man, it just, I, I, I couldn't cut it. Too much pressure. It's, it's all up here. I couldn't cut it. All right, John, thank you so much for joining. Keep up that sense of humor. I love writers with a sense of humor. And uh, Johnny Avello, if the 49ers are to win today and have to go to Philadelphia, in your opinion, who will be favored between the Eagles and the 49ers? Uh, that's going to be very close point spread, Brent. Uh, Eagles maybe maybe a point. That's about it. I absolutely agree. The Eagles, they proved one thing yesterday, Johnny. Jalen Hurts is okay and good to go. Johnny Avello and uh, we had John Breach from CS Sports. Thank you so much as Countdown to Kickoff continues live here on VSIN. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Looking for that betting edge? Well, VEASAN's experts have you covered for a special introductory offer of only $9.99. Man, you get access to everything. You get the Pro Tools, our exclusive betting splits showing you where the percentage of money and wagers are on the major markets moving in real time. Daily recap, all the top plays made by the VEASAN hosts and guests Updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. So visit vcin.com slash subscribe today. Sign up for only $9.99. I love the sound of that. $9.99. VSIN slash subscribe. Oh, yeah. Circle owner, Derek Stevens. Right-hand man, Mike Palmer in here. I got to tell you. Because Derek, he goes back with me. Back to the early days of success. And he remembers that game in Pontiac growing up in the Michigan area, obviously, in Detroit. Um, what what a Super Bowl that was in Pontiac. I remember how cold it was that day, lad. Yeah, as a, as a Detroit kid, uh, you know, all the Super Bowl events leading up to it, it was all over the news, and Detroit never had anything like that. Um, so, obviously, everybody's paying attention, sure. and two big things happened to me sure. at, at that game. Obviously, we're following it, but I learned something because, remember, 49ers went in as a one-point favorite into that game. And back then, they didn't call them teasers. Back in Detroit, they used to call them dips. Dips. So people took a dip. So all of a sudden, you know, people with the, with the Bengals on a dip, remember the score was 26-14 with two minutes to two go. Minutes. And you got a backdoor dip cover when Kenny Anderson comes down and drives down the field. So 26-21's the final. And everybody that took a dip on Cincinnati got it covered. So for me as a grade school kid, that's the first time I learned what a dip was and what a teaser was, you know? As a grade school kid, did you did you make a move on that dip? No, I'm just learning. I was still too young. I was learning. I was learning. Yeah, but, but you I, could find an older friend to make a I did know, make say. a score, though, on something else, which I never knew it would have had an impact, you know, four decades later, but that was the first time I'm at a Super Bowl party and uh, had uh, had some family members. They bought me a square. Yeah, what's well, a square? And guess what square. happened? I had a six and I had a one. Come on. And I, co- I covered. So who knew, who knew 40 years later this would turn into circus squares? <laughs> by, by the time I was in 10th grade, I was already complaining about getting a five and a five. You know? so, unbelievable. So, that Super Bowl had a lot of impact on me. <laughs> and you said the week before. The championship game was really something in Cincinnati. I'd forgotten about Both that. Both those championship games. The catch in San Francisco. That's right. Really oh, turned that's the, the one era I was at. Turned yeah. the era of the 80s from Dallas to San Francisco. You were on the field. Yeah. Vince Scully called the he game. Was. He was. Dr. Jim Tunney. Worked with Hank Stram. Oh, what Tunney a game. was the referee. Came Me- over. Meanwhile, <laughs> earlier in the day in Cincinnati, it was 50 below with the wind chill, and oh, Kenny yeah. Anderson completed 23 straight passes, and they beat Dan Fouts. Fouts said he would never <laughs> been as cold no. in his life, and uh, hopefully uh, never again. So, 
we come. Uh, let me let me ask you, Derek. Uh, yesterday, uh, how did the, how did the book do? He got broke by the dips. Here come the dips. dips. I got to remember. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll always think I'm betting the dip when I get a tease. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, yesterday yesterday was uh, was a day that uh, the house lost. You know, we, Mike brought it up on the show with you yesterday. Like, you know, looking at this four game this four game weekend series. Sure. Um, the house is going to need one of these one of these underdogs to win outright, and uh, well, it didn't happen yesterday. So uh, house house took uh, took a small loss yesterday. It's going to be the same thing today because because um, we're we're going to need you know we're going to need this other side. I mean these these uh, these uh, the the money that's been coming in now on uh, on the 49ers really hasn't stopped for us, and uh, the money coming in on the bills. We you know we're. It's the same thing. We're going to need underdogs at this at this point. But we're in a better spot today because 49ers by one to three is good because they bet Dallas on the money line. Yep. And they laid four with the 49ers. Mm -hmm. So 49ers one to three or one to four. We actually have a spot we can win today. You know, I was really impressed with Philadelphia yesterday. No. Uh, now we overrated the Giants a little bit, and you know, recency bias is something that. You try to overcome as a handicapper, but you don't always, you know. And I, I couldn't get over how well the Giants had played against the Vikings, but they were never in that football game. And also, as much as we like Dable, he makes a horrible decision to go for it on fourth and long, down seven, nothing. But you, I, I want to tell all young coaches. I understand you've got a guy at analytics up there talking in one ear. Let me talk about field position in the other ear. Okay, it does not go away in a football game especially early. Fourth quarter, you want to go for it, but I, I can't get over that hor horrendous call. But yet down 21 with 13 minutes to go, he punched Yeah, then he punched. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so go figure. They were, they were just overmatched. I, uh, let me say that, who do you think, by the way, guys, who's going to be favored if San Francisco were to win? Look, look. And in Philadelphia, who's going to be favored? I must say something here. It's my own opinion. Nothing okay. to do with the operation. Got it. But if these books make this game a pick, they deserve to get their key teeth kicked in okay this game should not be a pick in philadelphia philadelphia's got to be a two and a half point favorite in my and it's my opinion i i think a lot of it's going to come down to how, how how san francisco looks today i mean if this defense looks that dominant i think it'll be a little bit closer but mike i i don't disagree with you because going into philly is always tough so I, I philadelphia ought to be favored uh -huh. if, if san francisco wins and it's and without any type of injury or any other type of volatility philadelphia's got to be favored I uh, just think a few years ago, the, after the Minneapolis miracle, the Vikings rolled into Philadelphia, and the game was over before the first quarter was Absolutely. over, just like last night. Absolutely. With Hurts is healthy, this defense—you can't throw the ball against this defense. That's a, a big secondary. problem. It's yes, a great secondary. Because those corners, <laughs> yeah. obviously, you have to play zone in the NFL. But when you go man, they got a couple corners that can stick right with you, and they got a safety. It was the same. It was a converted um, corner from the New York Giants, and. Uh, so yeah, I was very impressed with the Eagles. Plus, offensive line is very good. I mean, that monster from Australia over there at left tackle, what they have done to make him into one of the best left tackles in, in, in the NFL. So leads me today, Mike, to the, to the Bengals, replacing three offensive yeah. I say you can't do that and still win at this level, but there are a lot of people who disagree with me. All the, I saw Bill 80's email. was What was it, 16 to 1 of the VSIN hosting guest? Took the points with Cincinnati today, yeah. and only one person laid it with the Bills, uh, which makes you lean Bills. But uh, just because when everybody's on one side, it exactly. usually goes the other way. That is true. Uh, it's t it's too hard of a game for me to bet because of the offensive line. I just I would have loved with the healthy offense. And of course, the line probably would have been three or three and a half if you had a healthy offensive line. I would have loved to take Cincinnati today. I can't do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I, I'd rather play the second. Why don't game. you take a dip? I dip. Which way are you going to dip the bills to a pick? <laughs> well, Brent, I, I think, you know, this is a good uh, good example where, you know, everyone has their power ratings and, and everything goes into it. Now all of a sudden we're going to factor a little bit of weather into this. But but effectively, it's, this is a game beyond power ratings. It really is going to come down to um, how significant you value this Bengals offensive line versus the way someone else does. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think Joe Burrow's going to be on his back four to five times, um, you got to like the Bills. Right. I mean, we saw what happened what, what happened with the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs when they lost their offensive line, and Mahomes is a completely different quarterback, you know. So I'm, I'm certainly biased towards a, a strong offensive line. Um, I, I actually don't see how Cincinnati can win with this offensive line. I, I, I think Buffalo wins this game handily. 
uh, because of the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, I fully understand. Like you said, uh, the, there's there's a lot a lot of money going the other way. Um, but I may be a little biased towards a, a consistent offensive line. You mentioned somebody on that budget, Patrick Mahomes. It's confirmed. Uh, I think ESPN and all the NFL reporters have said it's a high ankle sprain. Trust me, that will limit his mobility in next week's AFC Championship, whether it's played in Atlanta. If Buffalo, remember now, Buffalo wins, neutral site. The Chiefs are obviously hoping that the Bengals win so they can keep him off that ankle for an extra day in Kansas City. Uh, I admire his courage and his guts. He played through it. He did not want to go down below. He didn't want it retaped. He didn't want an x-ray taken down there. Uh, He wanted to stay in the game, and he came back, and he hobbled through it. He's a gamer. That's how we would describe him. He's going to be the MVP of the league. However, from a bookmaking standpoint, I believe the spread will probably be altered as a result of that. And you say, Derek? In yeah. the championship game, AFC championship. Oh, I, th- I mean, that's going to be what everybody's talking about every uh, every minute of, of uh, sports radio for the next six days. Absolutely. Well, think about when he went out and didn't play. Late in the second half, before they had the drive to go up 10, up three, they were only like a $1.20 favorite in game. Is I that mean, what the, it was? the money had moved because the thought was he wouldn't return to the game. Now, I understand he's going to play, but talk about mobility. He also couldn't plant. You watched him in the second half. He was high with throws. They, they got some throws where he could aim it to areas of the field, but he can't really drive into the right. ball. Listen, <clears throat> an overlooked part of that mm-hmm. is Chad Henney coming off the bench and driving that team 98 yards for yeah. a touchdown, okay? Yeah. That was a huge lift mm-hmm. for the Chiefs at the moment when they needed it most. Um, I'm going to tell you a quick anecdote about Chad Henney. You know him because he's yeah, a Michigan, Michigan quarterback, right? <laughs> Derek, his mom and dad used to come to the game. I broadcast a lot of them. Whenever Chad was on the field, because we took pictures of her, Mrs. Henney would close her eyes. She never watched it. She did not want to see Chad. I don't know if she could even stand to go to an NFL game with those big rascals coming after her. You know what I mean? Uh, so uh, so good luck today, guys. I uh, hope one of your road teams comes through. It's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. That's right. <laughs> uh, the crowd is gathering here at Circa. It's Divisional Sunday in the National Football League, and countdown to kickoff continues live. This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. Well, one of my favorite segments is uh, checking in with the uh, South Point odds. And this time we're going to go up to my man, Dwayne Colucci, at the uh, Rampart. We've also got Steve Mackinnon, VEASAN's managing editor with us. He'll have some obviously great betting props. But, uh, Colucci, let me uh, let me start with you. It's the uh, Bengals in Buffalo to play the Bills. And later the Cowboys are in Santa Clara to play the 49ers. Uh, what are you seeing up there with the movement of money, lad? Two great games, Brent. I'm really excited. But, uh, you know, a lot of Buffalo money came in. You could see that we opened it at four and a half at the Rampart in South Point. And now it's sitting at six. And, uh, you know, this is going to be a very interesting game. A lot of people understand the problems that the Bengals have, uh, you know, protecting the quarterback. There's some injuries there on the offensive line. But I definitely think uh, Joe Burrow, you're going to see a different version of Joe Burrow than we saw in the prior playoff game against the Ravens. Uh, We know Buffalo is very hungry with the Hamlin situation. I just seen him enter the uh, stadium for extra motivation. This is going to be an awesome, awesome game. But uh, what we're seeing is, you know, a pretty even ticket count, but a little more money definitely on Buffalo to make that line move to six at the Rampart and South Point. Yeah, that's such a great point. Hamlin's appearance, you can just imagine what a lift that gives the players and the fans. It's going to be one of the loudest arenas ever. Now, uh, we want to go to Steve because uh, here at the Circa, and I'm sure South Point true, they would love to have one of these road teams, either Cincinnati or Dallas, break through and win outright. Uh, t- tell me about the road underdogs uh, in this Sunday divisional playoff. Steve, do you have anything on that? Yeah, well, I tell you what, Brent, uh, when I saw the newsletter the other day, I, I took particular notice of what uh, you had mentioned. You get the three out of four typically in this round, home teams doing this. 
Now, if you're uh, winning in advance, and now if you're looking for what types of road teams can advance, uh, it, you look at the smaller lines typically. Now, the key number here seems to be five and a half, and it's interesting that this Buffalo uh, Cincinnati game is sitting at the five and a half to six range. Typically, games that close at six or more, the home teams have won 30 out of 41 games. The games that close five and a half or less, it's only about a 50 50 thing, 15 13. So uh, they're kind of giving you an idea, the odds makers are, just by where they're setting the number on which teams have a chance at the upset. That is that is very very interesting when it uh, because that bingo line Steve has been going up and down. It'll hit a six and bada bang, it comes right back down. Uh, money shows on the Bengals and uh, and people are working away at it. Now, interesting to what you said about uh, underdogs in that range three five to nine five twenty four fourteen and one. That's sixty three percent. That is really worth looking at. You know that. Yeah, I would agree with you. Now, again, I think they're giving you the odds makers are maybe I don't want to say leading you to water here, but they're telling you which teams they think have a chance to be very competitive in the game. Now, you look at yesterday's two games here, and you had two um, home team. Well, well, you got to cover by Jacksonville, but the, the more interesting line there, I thought, was Philadelphia, the Giants, and Philadelphia really came to play and uh, put the Giants away. Yeah, they really did. Favorite. Yeah. Um, I want to go back now to Kaluch to ask about uh, – Kaluch, did I ever ask you, how did you become a Cowboy fan? <laughs> uh, I, I was just always, <laughs> you know, enamored with uh, the Tom Landry and Tony Dorsett and that team back then and, uh, you know, Danny White, Randy White. I, I always thought they just conducted themselves in a professional manner and, uh, you know, the rivalry with the Steel Curtain and the Steelers and all that. Uh, I just was a big Tony Dorsett fan and I just, uh, you know, uh, adopted the Cowboys as my team. I really wasn't a Giant or a Jet guy and, uh, you know, I always said my dad was a chief guy, uh, Len Dawson, big fan. And, you know, he loved when they would beat the Jets at Shea Stadium even back in the day. So, you know, I just didn't have those New York teams in my blood. Uh, definitely a cowboy guy. We're getting four points at the Rampart and South Point. Now, the ticket count is definitely, uh, you know, in favor of the 49ers about at a two to one clip. But now on the money line, we're seeing the opposite where Dallas on the straight bets, uh, a lot of my clients are taking them on the money line. And that ticket count is two to one so it's a strange betting game we know last year you know uh the clock mis mismanagement and Dak Prescott not being able to spike the ball it came down to the wire that game was in Dallas now we're in San Francisco what a great playoff game and atmosphere this is gonna uh, have and I believe these two teams have met more than any other teams in the playoffs in the history so uh this is a ripe tradition I think Dallas has an excellent chance if they could get ahead in this game Brent you have to make Brock Purdy, a rookie quarterback, play from behind. I want to see him play from behind and see if he could uh, be as effective as he's been. But it's going to be tough. I mean, the 49er defense is awesome. We saw McCaffrey and Debo just control the game last week in the second half. And they were actually trailing in that game. Dallas looked lights out against Tom Brady. But uh, they're going to have to bring pressure on Brock Purdy and make him force him to make mistakes. Kaluch, you mean you haven't forgotten that draw play at the end of uh, the Cowboys' <laughs> loss last year? Never mind. <laughs> A horrible call. Uh, uh, I want to go back to Steve uh, Kaluch because uh, both the Bills and the 49ers, they were not the number one seeds in the conference. Uh, but, Steve, you found some interesting things about the number two seeds, and that would be the Bills and the 49ers today. Yeah, it's interesting that if you look back through the recent history of the divisional round, two seeds have actually been more reliable from a wagering perspective by about 20%. Two seeds are about 55.6% uh, over the last like 15 years or so. One seeds have only been 35% uh, as far as covering the number. So, yeah, you, you point something out that's very interesting. The two seeds tend to play a little better in this round. Yeah, uh, I want to go to the totals. Uh Kaluch, what do we have over-under numbers in uh, Buffalo and uh, San Francisco today? Well, we have 48-and-a-half at the Rampart and South Point currently uh, in the Bengals and Bills matchup. And we have 46-and-a-half at the Cowboys and 49ers in uh, San Francisco there. Uh, we're seeing more over-action in the Cowboy game. 
you know, uh, naturally, I think that the Dallas backers are going to try to hope that the offense starts to click with CD and the two-pronged running attack. And uh, Schultz definitely is a major factor, as well as Brock Purdy. He's been putting up points. I mean, you saw how they were able to score and really flex against Seattle. We opened that game at 46. It's at 46 and a half. And uh, we actually seen a tick down in the Bengal game. We opened that at 49 and a half. And you could see the inclement weather in Buffalo, which uh, when is it never, uh, you know, sunny over there it's always snowing so that's down a point and uh you know rightfully so i think that uh you know just because of burrow's performance last week and cincinnati not really flexing a lot of people are leery to bet over and uh you know see if that high-powered offense with chase could start to click again and get joe mixon involved so little under action in the buffalo game i understand that and over action in the dallas game at the rampart in south point and uh, the individual teams, Steve, the Bengals at a 21 and a half, the Bills 27 and a half, Cowboys at 21, Niners at 25 and a half. What is your research showing about over under numbers in the divisional playoffs with regard to perhaps the home teams? Well, I tell you what, I, what I'd like to kind of share with everybody here is one, I mean, a couple of things I found very interesting are in totals that regard correlated parlays. You look at the last 24 times home teams covered in this round, 19-5 and five over. So home teams win with offense. You look at the last 18 times a road team covered, 13-5 under. So road teams need to keep these, these games a little lower scoring to have a chance here. Now, when you look at these particular matchups today, uh, you got to like the, the weather situation probably in the, in the Buffalo-Cincinnati game and then in the Dallas uh uh, San Francisco game, you got to question whether or not Purdy's going to answer the call and keep that 30-point streak going. So I, I, very interesting ways to look at the games in a correlated parlay perspective. As we look ahead, Kaluch, to Championship Sunday, and I've heard both ways go on this. If the 49ers beat the Cowboys today and go to Philadelphia, who do you think will be favored in that game? 49ers at the Eagles. Oh, definitely the Eagles. I mean, they just showed their raw talent uh, last night. That was just a whitewash. And you combine that with the home field, like you said, Brent. So I would definitely make the Eagles in a three, three and a half point range in my estimation. I think they are the best team, uh, you know, right now in the NFC. And as long as Hertz is uh, performing the way he did, that defense was just monstrous. They shut Saquon down. Daniel Jones could do nothing. And uh, they came to play and they definitely made a statement. Now, it depends on how the game's transpire today you know San Francisco blows out Dallas and uh, avoids injury that could be a lot different you know maybe I would rein it to the three or under but right now I would think that Philadelphia is the best team and uh, Steve uh, let's go to Patrick Mahomes injury Uh, how do you think that will impact the Chiefs in next week's AFC title game well, I think you have to assume he's going to be a go at the very least. I mean, he was able to finish the game there. Now, obviously, a Mahomes absence, you're talking seven or eight point type of line difference with him. But uh, I think if he's just maybe tweaked a little, we're not looking more than a point. point. All right. Thanks to Steve McEnany, VSIN's managing editor, and Dwayne Colucci at the Rampart here in Las Vegas. Countdown to kickoff continues. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Well, we are approaching the kickoff. Cincinnati at Buffalo, and you need to know where the money and the bets are moving. The betting splits page here at VEASAN, updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. See the changes in the action. And believe me, this has been moving back and forth. When they hit six, Bengals are attacked. When it goes back down to five and a half, bills are attacked. Check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits another way. VSIN here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. We welcome in the VSIN quarterback, Mr. Sean King. And I have to tell you, I, w- I was so happy, and I had forgotten actually. But when the graphic rolled, they were talking about Brock Purdy and what a movie's making for San Francisco. Only four. Rookie quarterbacks have made it to the conference title game. Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, Mark Sanchez, and our very own Mr. <laughs> Sean King. Sean, I, could, I said, get me Sean King. I've got to tell, tell me what the pressure was like and tell me about how you made it to the conference championship game. Well, a lot like Brock is that we had a really good team around me. I think ours was a lot more defensive-centric whereas he has some unbelievable pieces offensively, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittles, Trent Williams. Like, they probably have the most talented roster in football. My advice to him was just make your layups, and if every drive ends with a K, meaning kick, you're probably going to win the game. Sometimes on third and six, receiver doesn't get a release. You don't have to force it. Punt, defense probably going to get you the ball back. You get in field goal range, don't turn the ball over, kick a field goal, you're probably going to win the game if you play mistake-free. So far, he's been able to do that. Yeah, he has. He's been mistake-free. Now, is this the toughest team he's faced defensively, the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, I don't know because I don't think Dallas has been consistent enough. I mean, you look at when they play uh, top-caliber offensive, they've given up points. I think their success is going to be based on Dak, not defense. You know, I think he's going to have to have a game like he had against Tampa for them to win. But I will tell you a funny story right Go quick. Go ahead. I was never a nervous guy. I was never a guy that had anxious energy. But to – your point about what to look for, the same thing happened to me in 99, first ever playoff game versus the Redskins at the time, who are now the Commanders, happened to Brock Purdy against Seattle. I do not know how I made it through the first drive, Brent. I had an out-of-body experience. I knew I was there, and I know my mouth was moving, but I was not in control of what I was saying. When I got the football, I couldn't feel it. I didn't know where it was going. If you go back and watch Brock's first couple series, he's going through the exact same thing. I have a message for all guys that encountered this. I went to the sideline. Now, this is before they had 165 cameras covering the game, so you can get away <laughs> with a little more. But I took my finger, and I stuck it down my throat. And I dry heaved, but it brought me back. Interesting. Like, it snapped me back to normalcy, and I was fine after that. But I don't know what happened. Because I wasn't nervous going into the game. I was prepared. I knew how we wanted to attack them. And I got out there for the first snap. And it's just like, who, who could not Perhaps were some of the coaches or veteran players around you who were helping you at the time. I was afraid to tell them what I was going Interesting. through. Interesting. Because, you know, you already know that every eye in the stadium's on you because you're the one that they don't know anything about because you've never been in this situation. So I was trying to fake it till I made it. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to tell anybody. <laughs> 
That's an amazing confession because I have to believe exactly what you said, that Brock Purdy went through the very, very same thing. We had never seen him be inaccurate like that and make bad decisions and kind of be uncomfortable in the pocket. That's kind of been his calling card. Calm when everything else is chaotic, you know, extremely accurate with the ball. And all of a sudden, first drive against Seattle, I mean, he's looking like the seventh-round pick out of Iowa State that people didn't think was going to be a legitimate player in this league. Tell me about how you handled the huddle. So I think the big thing is to be even keel. Don't get emotionally hijacked. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Try and keep the guys locked in. Let them know that this play is all that matters. Then when this play is over, we got to move to the next play. Hard thing for a young quarterback, make sure you're very comfortable with the verbiage. Like, as we're in that huddle and it's blast, why bunch right, up counter motion, 72 crisscross, why swing X out. Hey, guys, if we're going to get field pressure, I might go 98 bunch crunch here. I'm going to go hard three. Don't jump on three. Ready? And the quicker you can get that spit out and get to the line of scrimmage, now you have time to evaluate, analyze, am I getting field pressure? Are we good in the call? That's where, you know, it can get tricky for a younger player. Who was your center? Uh, Jeff Christie was the second guy. Tony Mayberry was the Mayberry, initial center. Sure. Yeah, I made the pass protection calls in Gruden's system, not in Mike Shula's. So it's dependent on the OC. So it does depend on the, yes. on the OC. Did you have wristbands back in? I did under Les Steckle. Not under Shula or Gruden. Gruden didn't have a didn't have a wristband. No, at that not time. back there. That's no. kind of interesting because I is there any quarterback in the league now who doesn't doesn't have a wristband? There was a controversy about Russell Wilson, I think at Seattle. Yeah, and, and the difference was back then, you know, only time you went shotgun was two minutes. So it was a completely yeah, different yeah, league. It was huddle up, full back, tight end, you know. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Remember Berman when we handed the ball to All Star? <laughs> Sean, today, you know what I saw? The Eagles, and I think everybody in the league is going to go to it, and it has to be a rugby formation where you put two, maybe tight end and running back or maybe another offensive lineman right on the left side of the quarterback up underneath center, and then you put a running back up behind him, and they use it with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to push. However, they pitched off of it Mm -hmm. yesterday for a nice game, I have to tell you. I'll say this. They've done it so much during the regular season. You just automatically presume anytime they're in short yardage or goal line, they're going to QB sneak because that's what they've done all year, and they've been unbelievably successful. So they took that information and set this – uh, situation up and what it'll do it'll make people loosen you know their focus on the a gaps mm-hmm. you know now they see that they will run an option off of their qb sneak formation uh the team i think does it the best is kansas city where they use the motion they'll put the tight end at quarterback sometime like you never know who's going to actually run it but you know i just think what we saw with philly i said this on visa prime time last week i thought the best value from a future market on the board was the eagles because you, you could get right. them at 550 to one you to win right. the super bowl mm-hmm. and in week 15 they're odds on. And I think people look too much into Jalen Hurts missing some time and how they performed under Gardner Minshew. Still the most talented roster. Anything close to San Francisco is in Philadelphia. Absolutely. And that will be, if the 49ers beat the Cowboys, that will be interesting to see how the money flows with the 49ers in Philly. And this is where home field matters. Absolutely. And it also, Brock Purdy matters. Going on the road into that environment. I mean, he's had... Pretty much stayed on the West Coast, okay. It hasn't been the toughest of schedules, so they've been able to ease it in. We now know how good Shanahan is. And like you said when you sat down, he's got great weapons at the 49 He, he just relies and on. He's a, he's a great uh, schem- uh, schematic guy. But Nick Sirianni, you see, he doesn't – he's a guy – I've never met him, but but I can tell guys like that. Like He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room now. Oh, yeah, this, baby. Hey, they did a – He's were up an East 30, Coast guy, man. They were up 30 – and went fake punt, like <laughs> moved around, shifted, hard counted, and I was like, "Okay, Nick." <laughs> I thought the same thing. They you were up did. thirty, about they were up twenty-seven, and I think we're about to go for How two. How about when he came over and made a face at the camera after? Oh yeah, he said, "I know what I'm doing." I got my edge, you know. <laughs> He's a Philly guy. Okay. It's working. <laughs> it is. It is working. A very good team. Terrific secondary. Uh, around the league, you and I talked before we came on here. I mean, there is quarterback chaos about to hit the NFL in terms of movement of guys, Sean. I think it shows a lack of patience. Quarterback and head coach, nobody in this day and age gets an opportunity to truly develop. It's always, okay, it didn't work immediately on to the next. A lot of people don't think Denver's a desirable job. I tend to disagree. You have what's already an elite defense, and there's no way Russell Wilson is a better player as we saw this year. 
So you're probably going to get a rust that's a lot closer to the version we saw in Seattle than anything remotely resembling the version we saw in year one in Denver where things kind of just snowballed on him and they never got better. But you have to have patience. Everybody doesn't get it year one. Think about Geno Smith. People that wrote Geno Smith off. Perfect example. And Pete Carroll had patience. He had seen him mature, become a better player. Now he's in the Pro Bowl. Seattle. Think about before the year started, if somebody would have said, do you think Seattle can make the playoffs? Oh, would have been no. (laughs) Flat no. No, Nobody would have said yes. Now, uh, snowing in Buffalo, Mm -hmm. not heavily coming down. What do you make of Bengals' bills today? That line is telling me that the Bengals are the side, but I'm – I'm very, very, very uh, exposed on the Cincinnati side. I have them to win the AFC, win the Super oh, Bowl, everything. I, so I'm not. You're not the right. I'm not going ask. against Joe Burrow today. Come on, baby. <laughs> Good luck with your offensive <laughs> line, my man. Okay, three. You know three. what's interesting though? Our weakness, if it doesn't directly oppose their strength. is next, not necessarily a significant weakness. Buffalo's not been good rushing the quarterback without Von Miller. No, that is true, and you're going to have to get to Burrow four or five times. Because he is so effective if you don't get him on the ground. I'm looking at the TV, Brent. Boy, look at here. That weather's bad out there. Oh, it's coming down. Oh, live shot. You are (laughs) so right. Holy Toledo. Bad weather there. Now, Cowboys. I am afraid to take the Cowboys because of the short week. Am I overrating? Not at all. Play on Monday. My best bet bet of the weekend was Niners. I'm laying the four. I think they're the better team. I think Dallas beat up on a, a old. Nursing home team in Tampa, and now they're going to find somebody a little younger. Decent quarterback, Sean King. <laughs> Catch him on primetime, Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 Eastern time with Tim Murray. Sean, good luck with your teams today, Thanks. my man. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.